It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show best-selling author Brad Meltzer. Hi, Brad. How you doing? Good. You know what? I'd heard about uh, some other books you had written, and when I got I Am Harriet Tubman in the mail, I sat and I read it, and I thought, why couldn't have they've had these books when I was little? History was so boring. <laughs> yeah, no, right? I mean, this is these are the books I wrote for my own kids because I was tired of them looking at reality TV show stars and people who are famous for being famous. Right. And the amazing part is there's just so many parents said the exact same thing you did, which is, I wish I could have these myself. Because the way it's written and also the fantastic illustrations by Christopher, is it Eli- Eliopia? Could you pronounce Eliopolis. it? Eliopolis. Um, it just puts it together in a way that is so, um, it's riveting. I mean, I'm thinking, oh, I didn't know that about Harriet Tubman, and I didn't understand the Underground Railroad, and... Uh, it's and I actually had my daughter last night, who's fifteen, read this. I said I insisted. I said, you know, take a break. What you're doing, sit and read this. And she finished. She says, "Oh my gosh, this this was the best. I never knew any of this." Yeah, no. And listen, I I wrote these books for my five and eight year old, but my sixteen year old reads them too. And we have people who buy them for newborns because they want to give their, <laughs> you know, libraries of real heroes. But you know, I think what it is is because we don't write about the boring stuff. We show right. you how they're human like us. So you see that Harriet Tubman, when she was a little girl, her father used to show her the North Star. Yes. And he used to say, if you follow the North Star, it'll always lead you in the right direction. Now, obviously, Harriet Tubman, you know, is, is literally follows the North Star to free herself from slavery. But what I love telling my kids, and what my daughter responded to, is that Harriet Tubman, when they finally decide to escape, it's going to be her and her brothers. They all say they're going to escape, but her brother's chicken out. Her brothers say, I get too scared. It's it's the girl. It's Harriet Tubman. Yes. Who's the one who's brave enough to go. And when she's free, she's done. Mm-hmm. Right? She has a job. She can live her life. She has what every person who's enslaved wants is freedom. But she stops and says, wait a minute. There are other people out there who need help also. I'm going to go back. I'm going back. And, and, and it says at the end of the book, and this is, I think, the most important part, is it says, and I'll read right from it, it says, in every life we face hard decisions. At those times, we can make the safe choice or the right choice. So would you help put yourself at risk to help someone else? Would you stand up to someone mighty to help someone who's weak? To answer those questions, you must follow your heart, your own North Star. It will always point you in the right direction. And that's the message I need my daughter to have. That's the message I need my sons to have. That's why we wrote, I am Harriet Tubman. There's so many lessons and discussion points kids could have at any age, really, about being compassionate and, you know, understanding people's needs and and putting them, forgetting about your ego and helping others. I love it. Yeah, and listen, that's the thing is, you know, people think that history is a bunch of dates and facts. And if you give kids dates and facts, we're all going to be bored. They're going to be bored. We're going to be bored. But we, these books are not history books. They're value books. So, you know, it says in there, the measure of success isn't what you achieve for yourself, it's what you do for others. And look at the world today, right now, we need to teach our kids that. They're learning the worst stuff on television. They're learning the worst stuff. You know, we put on the TV every day, we all see politicians. Mm -hmm. And what we know we want to teach our kids is there's a difference between a politician and a leader. Right. And what's interesting for us is our kids' books, you know, we started this series with I'm Amelia Earhart and I am Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. and I did, my son loves sports, so I did, I am Jackie Robinson for him. Show him what a real sports hero is like, not someone who's paid a million dollars and scores points, but someone who helps someone else. My daughter, 
who loves animals, loves our dog. I did I Am Jane Goodall. I did I, I Am that. Lucille Ball for her because <laughs> I wanted to teach her. You know, I wanted my daughter to have a female entertainment hero who wasn't just famous for being thin and pretty. Mm-hmm. And that Lucy stands for the idea it's not just okay to be different, but it's fantastic. So I'm Lucille Ball is for her. Love and it. my youngest son is a creator. He's, you know, he loves drawing and coloring. I did I Am Jim Henson for him, the creator of the Muppets. And the most fascinating thing I can tell you is that you know, these were just things I selfishly did for my own kids. We showed them these illustrated children's books. But yeah. when, as, as the election was happening last year, something amazing happened in the stores. It suddenly we started selling I'm George Washington, I am Martin Luther King Jr. Those books took off. And it wasn't a Democrat or Republican thing. Right. It was a parent, it was a parents on both sides were realizing that we need to give our kids better heroes and stop worrying about politicians, but again, show, talk about leadership. Yes. And I love that the books have taken off because it's never been about I am Harriet Tubman or I am Abraham Lincoln, but it's about helping people build a real library of heroes for their kids and their grandkids and their nieces and their nephews. But also I could see these kids that are reading these books becoming future heroes at any age. Well, and that's where, you know what, that's the goal, right? I mean, yeah. we, when I started the book, if I tell my daughter that Amelia Earhart flew across the Atlantic Ocean. My daughter says, big deal, Dad, everyone flies across the Atlantic. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but, if, but if I tell her, yeah. and it's a true story, that Amelia Earhart, when she was seven years old, built a homemade roller coaster in her backyard. What? That she took a wooden crate, she put roller skating wheels on the bottom of it, she shoved it to the roof of her tool shed. She came flying down the side of the tool shed on two-by-fours, crashes, you know, gets up, you know, yells out. My daughter's like, Dad, she's bold and she's daring and she's fun. Wow. And now Amelia Earhart isn't some imaginary, you know, black and white figure in a history book. Amelia Earhart's alive again. So every book we do in the I Am series is always about, it starts with that hero when they're a child. You see, you see Harriet Tubman when she's a little girl staring at the North Star. Mm-hmm. You see Amelia Earhart, I am Amelia Earhart, building that roller coaster. You see I'm Abraham Lincoln, who loved animals, turtles of all things, when he was little. Wow. And, we go, and the goal is that these aren't the stories of famous people. This is what we're all capable of on our very best days. Right. I feel like this could be an animated series. Um, we are, we are, I can't say anything, but we agree. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, I could easily see it because, again, I wasn't a very good student. I wasn't a good student at all in history, and it was so boring, and just they would just hand you a textbook. But this, this has major possibilities, so I, I just loved it. Um, I want to mention that you have also uh, written Heroes for My Son, Heroes for My Daughter. Uh, tell me about that. Yeah, those were the first kids' books that I did. And um, a friend of mine, on the, day that my son, on the day that my son was born, I decided I was going to write a book that lasts his whole life. I'd fill it full of all the rules for him to be a good man. My plan was that I'd present him with the book one day. He would say, thank you, Father. You are indeed the greatest dad of all time. I had a big parade plan for myself, but the book was terrible. I didn't know anything about being a dad. I knew, you know, we all, when we, when we first have our kids, we just love our kids. And we want to do everything for them, but right. we don't know what we're really doing. Not at all. And a friend, a friend of mine, Simon Sinek, told me this amazing story about the Wright brothers. He said every time the Wright brothers will go out to fly their plane, they would bring extra materials for multiple crashes which means every time they went out, they knew they would fail. Mm -hmm. And they would crash and rebuild and crash and rebuild, and that's why they took off. And I love that story. Interesting. And I wanted my daughter to hear that story, and I wanted my sons to hear that story. And I wanted everyone to know if you dream big and you work hard and you have a good side order of stubbornness, you can do anything in this world. And that's basically where I started. And I did Heroes for My Son. I did 50 
50 heroes, Wright Brothers, Amelia Earhart, Abraham Lincoln, all of them, one-page stories of inspiration. And then I did Heroes for My Daughter, where we did, you know, the same thing. We did 50 new heroes. We also, you know, kept, of course, like Dr. King and Lucille Ball. We kept them both books. And that's what started me on the path of writing children's books, and that's what really led to the I Am series, because now my kids, once they saw that little bit of it, yes. and those, you know, Heroes for My Son and Heroes for My Daughter are for older kids. They're really mm-hmm. for kids, you know, graduating high school and college, and, and kids who really are at a higher reading level. But I realized for my 5-year-old, my 10-year-old, um, and even for littler kids, I wanted something that really told an illustrated picture book version of it. And so that's exactly what we did. I think it's great. Could you tell me a little bit about your background? Because um, you don't just write these kids' books. You have other books you've written, and uh, that's really intriguing. Yeah, um, you know, that's exactly right. I make my living actually, of all things, murdering people for a living (laughs) because I'm a thriller writer. I write mysteries and thrillers. In fact, the new book is The Escape Artist, um, and it takes place, I'll, I'll give you the the, the three-second version of it is it okay. opens with Nola Brown, and Nola's dead, and the government says she's dead, and her body is sent um, to Zig. And Zig takes care of and puts to rest the government's most top-secret missions, the people on the government's top-secret missions. And he really cares about this one because he knows Nola from when she was a little girl. His daughter and Nola were in Girl Scouts together. Mm-hmm. And he remembers that there was a Girl Scout adventure where the, uh, the, the tip of Nola's ear actually got cut off because it was an explosion that happened. Right. And as he rolls, so he wants to take care of this young woman. He rolls down the white sheet from the body, and he sees that the ear on the body is perfectly intact. Okay. And now confused, he runs the fingerprints, and he sees this isn't Nola. He realizes he opens up the body, and the body has a note inside. It says, Nola, you were right keep running. Whoa. And right there he realized that's chapter one of The Escape Artist. And I love that I get to do those thrillers. Um, and my background is really in writing those. But again, I had kids and realized, you know what, I want to do something for my kids too. So so some parts of the day I'm murdering people and some parts of the day I'm inspiring them with the <laughs> I Am series. And it just depends what day you catch me. What was your road like to becoming a writer? Was it something you did, you know, growing up when you were a kid? What was it like? You know, for me, um, my life, I never thought I'd be a writer. My, I was the first in my family to go to a four-year college. My parents think, you know, didn't go to four-year colleges. So I, knew, I thought you were going to get a job when you graduated high school, and that was life. Mm-hmm. And when I was in ninth grade, my ninth grade English teacher changed my life with three words. She said, you can write. Mm. And I said, well, everyone can write. And she said, no, 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 you know what you're doing. And she tried to put me in the honors class. Mm-hmm. I had some sort of conflict. So she said, here's what I'm going to do. You're going to sit in the corner for the entire year, ignore everything I do on the blackboard, ignore every homework assignment I give. You're going to do the honors work instead. And that's what I did for a year. And 10 years later, okay. uh, my first book came out. And when my first book came out, I went back to that teacher in my ninth grade teacher's classroom. I knocked on the door. I, she said, can I help you? I said, my name is Brad Meltzer. I wrote this book, and it's for you. Aww. And, and she started crying, and I said, why are you crying? And she said, you know, I was going to retire this year because I didn't think I was having an impact anymore. And I said, are you kidding me? I said, we have 30, you have 30 students, we have one teacher. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that was really what really helped me become a writer was this one woman who took a chance on me and believed in me. I want to interject something because I wrote a piece about my writing teacher at 15 who said, there are no wrong answers. She was a creative writing teacher. Just write whatever you, whatever comes to your mind, whatever's in your heart, there, there's nothing it's, that you're going to write that's going to be wrong. And she would say, uh, write about what it's like to be in this glass of water. And we'd all look at her like she was nutso. And I became a much better writer knowing that I wasn't being judged 
uh, and you know, someone was going to say that's awful, that's stupid. No, listen, you're exactly right. You know, we all, so many people, and I'll say this to anyone listening right now. I want you to here's my here's the one thing I ask is think of the person. You know, I told you about my English teacher. Think of think of yours. Think mm-hmm. and, and and I don't mean just your English teacher. Think of the person who first told you you were good at something. Think of the person who took a chance on you for the first time. The first person who ever gave you your first job. You got them in your head. Mm-hmm. I want you to thank them. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I ask. Track them on Facebook. Find them somewhere. But go say thank you. You won't believe what comes from it. Um, I can tell you that when my Miss Spicer, my English teacher, finally retired, I went back to her classroom, and yeah, and I yeah. and you better believe I was at her retirement party. Um, and and that woman changed my life. I went and surprised her. I went to say thank you. It was actually not at the school. It was at a, a place for dinner. But in that moment, you know, she was always the giant in my life. And when you go say thank you, you get to do something that's beyond what they've. You know, it's just amazing. So. You know, even now, I still send her every I Am book that we put out. Uh, the That's Escape great. Artist, when it comes out, Miss Spicer always gets a copy. I always send it to my ninth grade English teacher. I love it. So the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And the reason being, I'm curious t- as to what advice you would give people that are in a creative funk uh, or just a funk personally, professionally, whatever. Yeah, no, li- listen, I'll tell you my own experience is my first, you know, this all looks like, you know, oh, that sounds great enough inspiring. My first novel got me 24 rejection letters <laughs> and there were only there were only there were only 20 publishers at the time i got 24 rejection letters which means some people were writing me twice to make sure i get the points right <laughs> but I, I i said you know if they don't like that book i'm gonna write another and if they don't like that book i'm gonna write another and the week after i got my 23rd and 24th rejection letter i started my second novel the 10th justice um that was you know, over 20 years ago and it was the second novel that I actually sold my first novel still sits on my shelf published by kinko's but wow. that first, you know, that, but I, I really tell, you know, I don't, when I look back on that experience, I don't look back and say, well, I was right and they were wrong and haha on them. Right. I look back and realize that just like whether it's Harry Tubman or just like Amelia Earhart or just like the Wright brothers and everyone we've been talking about, you have to crash and rebuild and crash and rebuild. And that's how you take off. Yeah. And that's what I do with my IM books. That's what I do in the escape artist. Whatever creative thing you do, don't let anyone tell you no. Don't let anyone tell you no. I love that. You just said so much that was so powerful and relevant. Crash and take off. I mean, just keep going. I mean, that's that's the only way to do it. And and that's why, you know, it's funny. When we did I Am Lucille Ball, we sell I Am Lucille Ball to more adults than we do to kids. And it's because when you read the book, Lucy um, is told at a young age, you know, she wants to be a dancer. They say, you can't dance, you can't act. They say, you should be like Betty Davis. She's good. Mm. You're not good. And Lucy just takes that beating, even as a kid, and just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And I know that the reason people love I Am Lucille Ball is because we need that message, not just for our kids and grandkids, but we all need that message. I need that message. When I research my I Am books, when we research our I Am books, I should say, it's not just that I'm doing it for my kids. I realize each time... I want that message for myself. And, you know, it says, and I am Harriet Tubman, it says, think of yourself as a bird. Some days you climb high, some days you fall. But when you pass the clouds and reach the top, you have a choice. You can stay up there and enjoy the view, mm-hmm. or you can go back down and bring others up to join you. And my God, we all need uh, that lesson. We do. We do. Okay, before we wrap, a couple things. There's a guy that looks just like you. <laughs> Um, George Clooney, you mean? Yeah, um, when they're looking at the statue of... Um, oh, and I, Harriet Tubman, you're talking about? Yeah. Yes, yes. So, 
Well, let me tell you my our secret. So we hide in every book because mm-hmm. kids just they, you know they read these books over and over and they find us. Um, the artist Chris Eliopoulos hides me in every book. So we funny. also hide Superman in every book. We hide the number ah. twenty seven in every book. He's turned me into the ball of Where's Waldo, but kids look for me and they find me, and you'll find me in the pages of every book. So when you're reading I'm Harriet Tubman and you see that that debonair, handsome-looking bald man in the book, um, yes, that is definitely me. I love it. So I hear you're going to be in Orange County. When is that? It's coming up. Yes, I will be there um, on um, March. I want to make sure I get it. Wednesday, March 14th. I will be there at the Mission Viejo Library, um, the Norman P. Murray Community Center on Veterans Way in Mission Viejo. And we're going to be there doing a book event, a signing. We'll have the kids' books, and we'll have the new thriller I'll be talking about. It starts at 7 p.m. Okay. Um, and you can just go to bradmelcher.com, and you can get tickets and all that stuff there, but it's a lot of fun. Perfect. I'd love to attend. I'm going to mark that in my calendar. I'll see you on uh, the 14th of uh, Wednesday, the 14th of March. I can't wait. Sounds good. Now, just one last time, um, where can people find you? Sure, you can find me um, at my website, Brad Meltzer. It's M as in Mary, E-L-T-Z-E-R, like seltzer that you drink, but with an M like Mary. Okay. Um, go to bradmeltzer.com, or just put my name where I am, Harriet Tubman, into, or the escape artist into Google, and you'll find me anywhere. Our books are anywhere books are sold, and even places where they're not sold, like supermarkets, you'll find them. Fantastic. Brad, thank you so much for calling into the show. Such a pleasure. That's a wrap for me. Again, if you want to find out about being a guest, just email me at Janine, J A N. E-A-N-E at KUCI.org. And I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock. Have a great week, everyone.